Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Well, g'day everyone and welcome back to the Quarters and Barrett podcast, proudly brought to you by Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Choose Tab Touch and remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. My name's Chris Robinson and I'm filling in the very large footsteps, very small hands, but very large footsteps of Glenn Quartermain, who is still a bit unwell from earlier in the week. So the man beside me will be doing all the heavy lifting today, Adrian Barrett. How are you, Barrett? Hey, Robbo. Yeah, we send our best wishes we to do. Quarters, don't we? He's, uh, he's laid up. His voice t- sounds terrible. <laughs> So he said, you know what? Maybe. It's usually silky smooth tones. I've heard you before. You, you do a good job, mate. So do thanks I? for coming in. We go way back to, of course, when you had your first bub. And we you do. lived in Subi for, what, three months? Uh, yes, that's was it three right. months you had to go to the hospital? Uh, yeah. My, for those who don't know, my daughter was born at 25 weeks uh, premature, which is a long way premature. Wow. Um, so she was at King Eddie's for the first three and a half months of her life. And wow. I was around the place for every day then and, and mate, saw you a lot because you uh, lived just down the road. Yeah. So You did an amazing job, you and your wife. And, thank you uh, very much. she's ploughed on, eh? She's going beautifully, your She's daughter. going very well. She's three and she's... Uh, doing lots and lots and lots of things so she's uh, a bit of a handful it's good a luck far in cry from those years, days mate. good luck in about 15 years yeah, time yeah thank you very much <laughs> you're on your own hey uh, <laughs> tell us about JL Justin Long oh, you just yes. come fresh from the presser you just come straight in the door give us the, the vibe of the uh, the Frio coaches presser this morning mate it was actually it was interesting because even though there's only been one game he was a bit under under siege he was under pressure and there was a lot of talk about can his game plan hold up? Did it did it hold up at the end of last year when they bombed out of the finals? Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen how Collingwood plays now with the fast play and you know going through the corridor. Do you need to do more of that? He said that he has studied the game and it was really about the care that his midfielders took in terms of delivering the ball into the forward line and that the fact that his forwards weren't given a proper opportunity and he thinks they can turn that around. I think he's going to go mostly with the same team. They're not going to panic. They're going to try to back back in uh, their beliefs and their game system. It was interesting, though. I noticed that uh, the unicorn, Luke Jackson was called the unicorn, wasn't he, when he came mm-hmm. here? Yep. No marks. No marks that I said that that's that really did that surprise you that he didn't take a mark? Bit of a damning stat, wasn't yeah. it? He said he in five or six situations he got there and he was he should have taken the ball, so that could change. Fifey, of course, got two out of ten from Peter Sumich, and it was actually statistically in terms of um his impact on the game, it was actually Nat Fife's worst ever game. Is that right? In his career, so and I said to him, Well, it, it, is he allowed to go into the middle? Would you throw him into the middle in crises? Can he put himself in there? Because in the old days, he'd just insert himself, mm-hmm. wouldn't he, if he was in the forward line? Yep. Does he need to go in there to break a tag? You know, he, he still drew the best defender, which is a good, a good point. You know, he, he does draw the best defender, so sure. that helps the other, should help the other guys. But sometimes you need to go through the middle, don't you? So you can lose your man, you go in there for a middle, then you, then you push forward. That can often help. But he said, no, nah, he ain't going in the middle. He's not playing midfield anymore. We're going to keep him where we want him. We want the experiment's not over. He's staying as a forward. You won't see him in the midfield. And I don't know what you. What did you think of that? 
Yeah, look, I, th- I think it's still nice to have the option of the break glass in case of emergency kind of thing and chuck him in there a little bit. It, I think it does show that they are 100% committed to making it work as a forward. Mm. Um, I still think it's a nice wild card to have up your sleeve. You can chuck him in for a couple. It was interesting when you mentioned Luke Jackson there. He had two centre bounce attendances mm-hmm. at the weekend where he was roving as opposed to yeah. being the ruckman. So Darcy was in the ruck Stand and he was midfielder. one of the three mids. Yeah, and he did win the ball on yeah, the occasion yeah. as well. But so it'd be interesting to see if that number goes up or goes down or stays about the same for this weekend against North Melbourne. Must be so weird for Fifey. I mean, I'm reasonably close to him and just... So he loses the captaincy, and mm-hmm. clearly he didn't, want, he didn't want to really lose the captaincy. He would like to have shared it with Brayshaw or Sarong or, yep. or, or Pierce, I suppose. So that was dramatic. And then he got told, and by the way, I know you've won two Brownlow medals in the midfield, but you ain't playing there anymore. You're playing in the forward line. I mean, that would have taken a while. <laughs> would have taken me a couple of months to it's get over it. Hang on, hang on, hang yeah. on. How many Brownlow medals we got here? <laughs> J-Lo, how many have you got, mate? Listen here, pal. <laughs> you'll be you'll be getting on your high horse, wouldn't you? Behind the scenes. It's you'd a have... it's a big shift. Yeah. <laughs> two Brownlow yeah. medals. Yeah. No, you're not allowed in the midfield. And then he didn't get sent in there. And in the last quarter, it was weird what they were doing with him too. They took him off a bit and they couldn't get him back on. And I don't think they're managing him quite like he's super intelligent like a super smart guy and i think he's probably thinking do these guys know what they're doing with me am i I on the right track or he's saying you know what i'm going to stick it up these guys Mm. i'm going to show them that i am the man for the job i can become a forward i I haven't seen many people transform transform themselves from great midfielders into great forwards i mean it just doesn't happen and your goal kicking you can't improve your goal kicking much that's right and we've seen in recent times with some of those gun midfielders, they usually go they go more the other way, don't they? Like we mm. see Scott Penderbury now, yeah. who's playing off half back. They yeah. kind of go towards defence rather than up forward. So it is a really interesting change in that regard. And, and the other interesting thing he said too was that, um, yeah, we get that you know other teams are playing a different style of play. And see, Collingwood's putting the wind up everyone, aren't they? The way they come through. But you've got the Dacos brothers. You've got Nick, who's an absolute star. And you've got Josh, who's probably the best wingman in the game. Mm-hmm. And now they've got Dugowie, who's about to go next level, isn't he? He's about to join Dusty and, and Dangerfield and those sort of guys as one of the premier midfielders. Of the year. Yep. Yeah. So, and they've still got Pendlebury, who I was telling quarters that stat. Did you see that stat? He's paid 70 games in front of more than seventy or 80,000 people. So like two seasons, over two seasons of games where it's been a full house. Imagine that experience. That's nuts, eh? isn't it? It's just nuts. And, nuts. And, that's, and that's what's so hard for the expansion clubs to battle with when they're trying to keep some of these guys. Yeah. Someone like a Bobby Hill, he's like, well, I can keep playing yeah. GWS in front of 6,000 Well, that's a great week. point. Did you see the GWS crowd? Yeah. What's his face took that absolute scream? Yeah, there was no one in the background. <laughs> there was nobody there. Yeah. You like well, I, I can tell you from a footballer's perspective, you you get hyped up by the crowd. Sure, of I course. don't even know how he went for that screamer because normally you go, <laughs> no, no, I'll save it for when the big crowd's here and when you know I'm, I can sort of fly high. But but Bobby Hill, what a great that was a great point you made. How much did he just grow yeah. being in that environment? Yeah, and how good I did think he it would. Beat yeah. testicular cancer, mm-hmm. comes back in. I didn't. He's from my club. I didn't know he was that good. He actually could be super, and he could keep Ginevan out of the team. Could do. It's Imagine a pretty that. good problem to have, isn't yeah. it? If you're Collingwood, absolutely. Well, we'll get to the pies 
pretty shortly if we want to start running through the games. Barry, the game tonight starts in a few hours. It's tough to get used to this Thursday night football, but it's great having it so early. It's seven in a row. In the week, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so Carlton taking on Geelong, two sides that couldn't get it done for different reasons in round one. Obviously, Carlton came so close, uh, and then the Cats falling short against Collingwood. Um, how do you see this one, Barry? George Hewitt out of Carlton's midfield. I feel like that's an underrated blow. So he was their second best ball winner and their second best clearance player last year. A lot of people probably wouldn't realise how important he is to that midfield and then they're still missing Sam Walsh as well, obviously. So how do you see the Cats and the Blues tonight? So the undefeated Carlton <laughs> up against the winless Geelong. <laughs> I mean, that's no small thing because there, there was so many years on end where Carlton were defeated in that first game of the season against Richmond. So to get to oh. round two when they're undefeated, it's no small thing. They got embarrassed though, Geelong, by Collingwood, didn't they? So what does that what does that mean? Does that mean they go back to the drawing board? Um, I know they've made a couple of changes, um, but they've also lost Stewart, haven't they, which is a massive out for them. So... I feel like, I think it's an even money game, but I feel like the Cats will bounce back. You've got to back them in. They are the premiers. You'd have to think at the G, mm. they'll show something, yep. which doesn't put Carlton in a great spot. Last last time they played, I think um, they won. The Blues got pumped and Jeremy Cameron dominated. So he'd be the man that they really need to stop, don't they? Yeah. Down, down back. But Absolutely. Mackay and Kerno, you think they could combine to w- kick a winning score with Stewart out, but... I'm feeling like Geelong. What, what about you? Yeah, well, I'd, I'm taking Geelong as well. Um, a bit of a concern over, so as you said, Stewart's out, and then Sam DeConing is under some kind of doubt, and Geelong love a late change. So Chris Scott is the absolute master of an hour before the bounce. Oh, we're making a late change to our team. So don't be surprised if he gets yanked as well, and then all of a sudden you start thinking about that critical mass mm. in the back line if you're missing two of your best three or four defenders as you said, up against Mackay and Kerno. So if that happens, then that probably sways the thinking a little bit, but you just trust Geelong more, don't you? 4.20 today, so it's not uh, it's not far away to bounce down. Live on seven, mate. Live on seven, mate. And Get the, around it. The next game's going to be the tricky one, though, isn't it? Brisbane-Melbourne, yes. So this is the... I had a look. This is the third time in Melbourne's past five games that they've played Brisbane because <laughs> they played them in the last round <laughs> of the home and away season last year. Then they played them in the semifinal, and now they've got them in round two really two different lead-ins to those two games. So that first one that I mentioned, the the last round of home and away season last year at the Gabba, Melbourne just destroyed them. I don't know if you remember on that Friday night, they were mm-hmm. up by 11 goals at halftime. It was done. And then in the semi-final, it flipped where Brisbane had a big second half, came home and, and stunned the Ds at the G. Um, Melbourne likely to get a few back in this one. They lose picket, as we know, through that suspension. But the likes of... Bailey Fritch, I think Jack Viney's in the frame for a return, maybe Christian Salem. But this is a real sort of 50-50 proposition, right? And Brisbane, they'd be, they'd be bleeding, wouldn't they? I mean, that was, they're mm. supposed to be premiership mm-hmm. favourites. A lot of people had them as, I don't know, who did you tip for your uh, premiership favourite? Would you uh, have them up there? I think I tipped Brisbane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah I thought you did. So, yep. <laughs> so no, he's got us all questioning uh, where <laughs> Brian Daniels did the same thing and now he's going, jeepers, what yeah. happened to that midfield? But it's the way you lose, isn't it? It's not about... The loss yeah. per se, especially if you're on the road against a decent team like lazy. Port, you but know, the way bit, they lost. Yeah, I reckon they looked a bit lazy. And Lockie Neal, he is a superstar, but Melbourne are up and about. The only thing I don't know is there's been some allegations made yesterday uh, and today. There was a big interview with Mark Robinson, 
Mm-hmm. A lot of Robinsons around. Yep. Um, no, no relation. <laughs> Glenn Bartlett, the former president. Yes. Good friend of mine and a um, former Eagle, obviously, was the president at Melbourne. Mm-hmm. He's um, come out and spoken about some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes with Simon Goodwin. I think they wanted to go down the road of hair testing. Yeah. So there was allegations of drug use and gambling and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff and partying with players. So I don't know what sort of effect that'll have on the team, whether they'll absorb any of that or whether the coach will or you'll get distracted. That's the only factor I don't really know. You probably have to tip Melbourne, even though it is at the Gabba. And I think Melbourne's done them over four out of the last five times. Mm-hmm. So, but but Brisbane, they couldn't go 0-2, could they? I, th- I think they could. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm tipping Melbourne, not with a great deal of confidence, but I'm taking them. Um, I just think that they have, they probably have more strengths across the yeah. board than Brisbane at the moment. I'm just not well, quite Max sure Scott, about Brisbane. And even Kitty Kitty Coleman is out yeah. for this week. He kind of, I feel like he's a really underrated, very good, player. important part of Brisbane, and just gives them something different. Gives them a bit of zip off that out of defence, which they probably don't have. A like for like replacement. Didn't he for? get cleaned up? That, yes. that shirt front was a beauty. Yes. I don't know what was going on there. The boys, you know what? The players are getting so strong, 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 fit, hard, and I think some of these incidents we saw from last weekend are just drawn out of that. They're so up and about. It's like they've had ten cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, they take all those caffeine pills. Yeah. Like Pickett himself, Cosy Pickett. Like, what was he thinking? He, I think he thought, "Geez, do I smother? Do I tackle?" Stuff it! I'm just going to draw. I'll pile drive him. Launch myself into the stratosphere. He was he was bursting with energy. (laughs) That made that guy. He could be. He could be anything. But the great thing for Melbourne is that Max Gorn and Brody Grundy have they've come to an arrangement. Have looked good. Hasn't they've worked it out? And and Gorn is good enough to play forward. That's Fremantle's problem. Is is Jackson good enough to be a key position Mm -hmm. player and play mostly forward? Because um, uh, Sean Darcy, he ain't moving out of the ruck. He's a super ruckman, mm-hmm. so they got a problem. Most clubs aren't playing two ruckmen. Most clubs aren't playing two ruckmen. You even saw North Melbourne drop Goldstein. They just mm-hmm. went in with one ruckman. As yep. it turned out, it was, wasn't a great move because the ruckman got injured. Jera yeah. got injured. But it, to carry two ruckmen, you have to be a star. The other bloke has to know what to do. And I think that's where Luke Jackson at Fremantle, they've got to work out what his actual role is. Yeah. You can't just be the unicorn and do anything. Yeah. Do whatever you like. And you're right, especially when there's question marks around how Fife is adapting to that role. Tabernard hasn't quite been himself. He was out of, out of form. Kick seven against Essendon really early last season and since then. He didn't take a mark as well, I don't think. Hasn't well, done one much mark. at all. Inside 50. They had 40 inside 50s. I know we're going back to Frio. They had 40 inside 50s in the second half. Mm, 65 all up. And scored two goals. It's a lot. 40 yeah. for two goals. Yeah, concerning signs. We'll get to Freo shortly. Uh, so you're taking Melbourne there. I'm also taking Melbourne. Yep. Um, Saturday, Collingwood and Port at the G's is also a tough tip. There's been some good games <laughs> through the first two rounds. You normally have a few lopsided ones, but there's been some really good games. Collingwood Port looks like another one. The Battle of the Prison Bars, as it were. Um, Jordan Degoe, you mentioned off the top, he probably has three Brownlow votes from that first game. 25 touches, three goals. I mean, if he's playing like that, to give them that extra X factor on top of all of the other stuff that you mentioned, the Dacos boys, Pendlebury, who is just ageless, um, everyone else who goes through there, they're a really fearsome proposition. But then Port looked terrific as well oh. when you consider Rosie Butters, Wines, Horn Francis, what he did, Rioli adding some cream. This one looks like a really good matchup. What about Horn Francis, eh? We had a few doubts about him. Yep. Is he a big head leaving North Melbourne? Is he really that good? 
Wow. Yep, he's that yep. good. <laughs> he yep. he didn't That's he why he's number one. Didn't he make a statement? <laughs> I'll show you blokes. Bang. And Rosie, he, mate, he's, he's just come he's on. He's ready to pop, isn't he? He's like A yep. grader. Zach yep. Butters, you mentioned as well. That that midfield. So just it's just mouth-watering. What a game it is. And the fact that uh, there's all that drama about who gets to wear the jumper and who gets to wear the, the prison bars and all that sort of stuff and Koshy carrying on. And it's pity Eddie's <laughs> gone, actually. He would, he would, Eddie will be filthy. He's not involved. Eddie, imagine if Colin would win the premiership, how filthy Eddie will be. He's not at the helm. He'll try to sneak back in there somewhere. Jeff Brown's taken the reins. Um, but Dugowie, 23 possessions, two goals, uh, and three Brownlow votes. You're right. I think so, yeah. I can't wait to see him go up against these young blokes. And just, uh, I'm thinking Collingwood, just, just surely they're going to try to do something with Nick Dacos. I mean, I almost felt like ringing up. Ringing it's up. been flagged. I think I saw, I didn't actually click on it, but I saw the headline before. Um, I think it was a quote from Craig McRae saying yeah. that if I was an opposition, I'd tag Dacos. <laughs> I don't know what kind you of mind games. just let him run free. How beautiful is. was it there, the tribute to their grandfather as yeah. well, taking the rose yeah. petals out of their boots in the middle. And We used to hate Collingwood. Everybody hated Collingwood. Now Collingwood is like everyone's second team. They've really flipped but, it around uh, well, haven't they? Mate, and it's Fly, the coach. He's having fun. He yep. lets young blokes, because young people now, or well, you're pretty young. Michaela would understand oh, this. Just touch and go. They're, dif- they're different now than what I was. They are different people. Need cuddles rather than yeah. the fire and brimstone? Well, they just need different stuff. They need to dye their hair orange or purple or pink or whatever. They need to, <laughs> you know, need to be Ginovan they, they, or Ginovan or whatever, he, however he pronounces and ex- it. And feel free to express themselves. Yeah, have fun. And sure. if you're out there and you're making weird signals and... We've got a couple of blokes at the Perth Footy Club, Sam Stubbs, fun, fantastic guy, Indigenous player, should mm-hmm. probably been drafted by Fremantle. He's the famous TikToker, yeah, uh, does Instagram sensation, Incredible right? Indigenous dancing. Yep. And he does the kangaroo signal when he kicks goals. He, you know, he gets the two little ears up and gives it the... Fantastic. You know, and I, I love that stuff. It, uh, old school people go, what's going on there? But they probably don't understand. But this is where young people are now. And Fly's seen that and he's going, you know what? I'm going to unleash these guys mm-hmm. and I'm going to back them in and I'm going to see what they can do. And the young people, you, they, they never let you down because you never know exactly what you're going to get and they're always going to go... Because they don't know they're not supposed to be doing it. Yes. Hang on, mate. You're 18. You can't be doing that. <laughs> you can't be kicking goals from the boundary or snapping them around the corner. yeah. yeah. It's it. I just love that he's he's been able to do that. So, who knows who's going to win this game? But I, it, it, we're probably tipping Collingwood, aren't we? Yeah, I think I'll take Collingwood as well. The one concern I have is with no Jeremy Howe there. We know how important he is, mm-hmm. just patrolling the airwaves. And Port had the most marks inside fifty of any club last week, and they had twenty four marks inside fifty. Charlie Dixon was a big, big part Charlie. of that, yeah. obviously. So. Slight watch on that, but yeah, I'll probably take the pies. It's hard the, to look over the G, at the G after kid, what they did last it's week. It's going to be 80,000. There'll be yeah. 77,000 pies fans <laughs> and 3,000 port blokes who've wandered over the uh, the border yeah, going, yeah. wow. It's going please to be noisy. Don't pick on me. <laughs> For sure. And then the other South Australian team also in action on Saturday afternoon, Adelaide up against Richmond. Interesting note on this one is that Richmond, so Adelaide, we know that they played in that GWS game where there was the sort of oppressive heat and it was a real sort of battle of wills. Um, the Tigers have an extra three days to prepare for this one mm. on top of Massive. Adelaide. So Massive. Richmond obviously played last Thursday. Adelaide only played on Sunday and then come in with a six-day break, even though they're at home. So you wonder how much of, even though it's super early in the season, how much of that fatigue factor is going to be a thing. Um 
that probably sways us even more towards Richmond than we already were, or certainly for me. Are you happy with the Tigers here? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great point you make about how Adelaide are going to pull up and the time difference that they've had to recover compared to the Tigers. Mm. Um, GWS will have the same effect. In fact, I'm hoping they have that effect. So it gives Eagles the Eagles fans will all be hoping for that. Yes, chance. definitely. But you're right. They're going to. It looks like Richmond to get pumped, and you've got Lynch, Revolt, Shea Bolt, and Dusty Martin up there, and you think, geez, Adelaide's defence will be stretched. It is at the Adelaide Oval, and the City of Churches they always play a little bit better. Um, the Tigers enjoyed 21 more inside 50s against Carlton in the season opener. Mm. 21 but they couldn't convert and end up drawing. So you think they might have worked on that. Uh, and, and Taranto was great too, wasn't he? And he was, yeah. 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 Jacob Hopper. And Hopper, about. yeah, it's so interesting to see Damien Hardwick saying, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, um, sort of talking about how they didn't utilise Hopper as well as they could have. They probably mm. could have looked for him a little bit more. So you'd expect that synergy to get a little bit better, even though Taranto and Hopper have played with each other, but playing as part of this unit now and taking ownership in the guts um, and then yeah just different roles for guys like Dusty and Cochin who have spent so long in that engine mm. room and now they're sort of being forced out um, it's going to take a little bit of time you feel for Richmond with those new pieces but yeah I feel like they're going to be too strong for the Crows here right Tigers by 21 points 21 okay. nice and nice and comfortable there uh, and then we get to the Bulldogs and St Kilda at Marvel. So this is interesting. One team coming off a win, one team coming off a loss. Don't think many of us saw the St Kilda result coming in round one. Um, can they ride that momentum, even though they're really banged up, they're really short-handed, as we know. Still going to be missing those two key forwards in Max King and Tim Membry for this one. And then on the flip side, the Dogs with that super tall forward line, as we've discussed a lot, albeit without Rory Lobb, who's having uh, some clean-up on his ankle. You feel like the dogs have to bounce back here, don't you? They they can't be zero and two, particularly <laughs> after the, the underwhelming season they had last year. They can't go in zero and two, right? So true, and it's it's your worst nightmare coming up against Ross Lyon. It was like the Dockers last week. Last week it was their worst nightmare. Yeah, I saw Derek Kickett in the uh, car park at Coburn. Oh, actually, great. the great Derek Kickett. How's he doing? And he was filthy that the Ross got over the top of the Dockers as well. <laughs> he was talking to Roger Hayden, okay. and the boys were getting together, and they going. Artie Ross, he comes back in, he's smiling like a Cheshire cat, he's walking around. How much was he smiling around the boundary at the end there? He was going, how good's this? I am back, and my game plan still works, and guess what? I beat my old club, and Fifey got towed. So good. I said this on the Hardball Gets podcast yesterday, how Ross Lyons not coming back to WA to face Freo this season because they don't come back here. Oh. I, I don't understand how that's not just a free hit for all sorts of drama because him strutting the boundary – at oh, Optus in front of Frio fans would be fantastic theatre. And he just, it all went his way, didn't he? He said, we you know, even Longmuir admitted they scouted St Kilda and they knew what he was going to do, but they couldn't do yeah. stuff all about it. Yeah. I thought it was a startling admission by J-Lo that he, uh, he knew what was going to happen, yeah. but he couldn't do anything about it. Especially when you don't just have one week to prepare. You've got three months to prepare or whatever it is, knowing that that's your round and one then, opponent. And then Ross goes, yeah, we just looked at the Collingwood game when they lost in the final, and we pinched a bit out of that. You know, We just took those good pieces out of there. So we knew what was going to happen, and we just went bang, bang, bang. <laughs> he won the game. But the bull- So it's, it's the same thing for the Bulldogs. Um, they're in this situation where they're, they're on a note because no one's really expecting the Saints to be super this year with all mm-hmm. those injuries. Yep. Even though I only think about two of those guys are worth worrying about, King and Membry. The rest of the guys are sort of so-so anyway, you know what I mean? Um, yep. so, so you've got 
you've got the the coach of the Bulldogs going, oh, this is a nightmare. Lobs out. I'm still not sure how my forward line works. You know, does Darcy go forward or back? Who's going to take a mark? Surely they bounce back. If they don't, uh, can you imagine Ross at the press conference afterwards? Goodness gracious. I never missed a Ross Lyon press conference because it was just gold. Even if he was attacking me or, or, you know, having a crack at me, it was just magnificent because he had the he has the greatest way of speaking, and, he, and the way he just the way he just manipulates situations. You just go, you're a genius. It's, it's, it's so good to have him back. It's good for the content people. It's oh, good yeah, for the for media us. industry exactly. to um, to have him back. The Bulldogs must win this game, and we talk about must wins at this time of year. Let me just run you through the next month after this game for the Bulldogs mm, if they can't get past the Kilda. <laughs> they're playing Brisbane, then they're playing Richmond. Then they're at Port Adelaide, and then they're at Fremantle. <laughs> so that is four really, really testing games, especially if you start a season 0-2. That is really four tough games. So you'd want to bank the four points here and then head into that stretch with some kind of confidence. Uh, so you're backing the dogs to get it done? Yep. I am as well. Uh, Fremantle up against North Melbourne at Optus on Saturday evening. You talk about must-wins. Jeez, I don't want to see Freo drop this game and, and the kind of heat that's going to come on them if they do. I, I personally can't see it happening. Then again, it's Clarko and we talk about coaches and all the rest of it. Um, but you feel like Freo surely will have the bounce back in them, particularly at home. Home opener, uh, they were very, very good at Optus last season. They're not going to poke themselves in the eye here, Barry, are they? No, nah, there's no doubt. I, I, there's no doubt, I reckon, that Freo will win. I reckon there's no doubt. Lock of, lock of the weekend? They, they did lose round two at Optus last year. They did, to, to St Kilda. To yep. St Kilda, yep. and I can recall us saying, whoa, they just beat Adelaide, and then they got beaten by St Kilda. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on? But mm-hmm. then then they got rolling, and I think it feels like they'll get rolling, unless this forward line thing and the thing with Fife is really you know, integral to what's happening at the club. And if it's really hurting them behind the scenes, that, that would be a signal. If they lost this game... That would be a signal that there's something not right there. Mm-hmm. And they might even have to get to a stage where they had to drop Nat Fife. I mean, if he's not going to play midfield, what, what do you do? You know, like if he doesn't fire this weekend, he, they're almost getting a, a noose around their neck if he doesn't go well. Do they say the experiment's over? Can he actually come out? Someone said it should be over. Some of the Eastern States critics, I think David King as well, said the experiment's over. Uh, you can't have a one-week experiment, no. so that's a pretty I, silly thing, thing yeah. to say. But I think they'll give it a, a decent stretch. And, I mean, it's a, it's with respect to North Melbourne, it's a good time to be playing North Melbourne. And they're an opponent that Fife has just absolutely feasted on mm. in the past. So he's, he's passed eight wins against North Melbourne. He's polled Brownlow votes in each of them. Well, that's each the of other the past thing. eight wins he's played in, he's been in the best three guys on the ground. I know he's playing a different role now, obviously, as we said. but it's A, a very pretty, different role. And, a, it, and does Logue go to him? So if Griffin Yeah, well, Logue, that's an interesting watch as well. Mate, he'd be filthy if Griffin Logue tees him up, tells him up. Yeah. Can you imagine being yep. the great man and the bloke that left the club comes over yeah. and fixes you up? So Well, you're right. We saw it last week with St Kilda, as you mentioned. Callum Wilkie, who's their best defender, mm. did fight. He went to Fife and stayed I with know. him. So. And so Tabernard's the obvious one for, for, for uh, Logue, but he's, he's going to be giving away a fair bit of height. So I reckon maybe... I don't <laughs> mind it. Yeah, as a, as a Clarkson masterstroke, because it kind of... It has the potential to have that kind of double prong where it's like, okay, Fife, we're going to lock you down with our best defender. And then also, what does it do for someone like Matt Taberner's headspace where he's like, oh, geez, I'm not even getting the best defender here. Mm. What, what do they think about me? Is that, that could be a Clarkson mind game kind of tactic. 
He's uh, a very good coach, Clarko. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm bleeding for Fifey, though. I, I saw this week some vision of him. Um, he was in, he was at training an hour before everybody else, and he was out there putting his own cones out and doing his own stuff. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking, it's just incredible. I was Ben Cousins was with us as well, and we're having a bit of a look. And, like, the my, how the mighty have fallen. You know, you're doing your own stuff an hour before training, putting your own cones out. <laughs> And that just shows that he he is like Cuz. He's just so professional, so fired up, so keen to turn the corner. But sometimes you can overcook it. Maybe he needs to relax and have a few beers and you know play, get on the gaming machines or something. <laughs> just cut, cut himself some slack because he Bit might of Call of Duty. He might be overthinking it. You know, Grand Theft Auto or whatever, <laughs> whatever they do nowadays. The young blokes. So I think he's got a big bounce back game in him. I think we'll see some pretty good Nat Five material. But he doesn't this, look the same, does he? Do you reckon he looks the same? I I don't think he does. But His I also body's think he's banged up. I reckon. I think that he's too smart a footballer to not figure it out. I think he's going to figure it out. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I just he just didn't look the same bloke out there and he and it's maybe it's the environment, maybe it's playing in the forward line, but he just it, like when he got caught holding the ball, mm. like when would that ever happen to that five? Yeah. It'd be the palm off, the step back, the Yeah, true. Have a shot, son. L- lack the confidence to go the distance. Maybe he's under too many getting too many instructions. Uh, I'm just bleeding for him. I'm bleeding for I guess him. And still, I hope he bounces back. I think, yeah, and I think he will. I, th- I think one of the things that gets overlooked a little bit in the whole five forward thing is that he's still trying to work his way back just as a footballer, let yeah, alone his body. positionally. He's, yeah, he was wrecked. He's, he, yeah. He couldn't do his hair. That's why he shaved his head. And it's been so- he couldn't do his hair. Yeah, exactly. And so it's been so interrupted for him. So it's going to take a bit of time just to get back as a footballer, let alone- Adjusting to a new role, so I well, think his he's doctor figure it out. is my my son. Oh, you can't believe this. My son just did his MCL on ah. the cusp of the season. He plays Colts for oh, Perth. Sorry, mate. Like training since October. Yeah. So I mean, That's we've brutal. all been through injury. We all understand it, and it's not like uh, you know having to go to the hospital for three months and look after your daughter. But in a footy sense, it, it's a it's a near tragedy. And for Fife, his shoulder, I think he got infected. He yep. had to go back in there. Yeah, I reckon he was close to giving it away. Going, you know what? I'm going to Nicaragua for the next 12 months. <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm surfing. I'm having a great time. I'm meeting some Mexican people <laughs> or Brazilians, and I'm hanging out here. See you later. You know, don't contact me. I'll contact you. And and it, it's not within the realms of what well, is within the realms of possibility that during the year, if things go awry, he just chucks it in. Yeah. Like I, you know, I can see, I can see a world. Two ways he goes. He either goes, you know what? I've had enough. I, I don't. I don't deserve this. I'm tarnishing my legacy. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm one of the all-time greats. Do I need to finish off on mm. this note? The other way he could go is, you know what? At the end of the year, I'm leaving, and maybe I'll go somewhere else for two years and try to pinch a premiership. At you know, m- maybe Melbourne can squeeze me in, or I'll go. I will ring Lockie Neal. Hey, Lock, we're always good mates. Remember, <laughs> yeah. remember you lived with me for the whole first couple of years you were uh, that you came over. Uh, I'm coming to see you, pal. Who is this? <laughs> you imagine, Lock. <laughs> um, so give me a margin. What what kind of confidence have you got for Freo here? Yeah, no, I'm super confident. I'm super confident. Okay. I, I, I feel like saying that I'll um, prune 
Uh, quarters is lawn with uh, baby scissors if they don't win, but I'm not going to say that. He's got a, walk he's got a fair chunk of lawn. He's got the bit out the front. Has he? And well, the bit out the cancel back. Cancel that. Cancel that. He's got a nice little swimming pool out there. Shout out to Quarters if you're, if you're listening. Um, and shout out to our friends in Nicaragua as well who are listening Mate, to the pod. Yeah, What's, uh, uh, here, okay, here's the one. Yeah. What's the capital of oh, Nicaragua? Gosh. No. For $1,000? No. Michaela? Not even going to have a crack. Producer Michaela, you got anything? No. no? Tell us, Barry. I, I know what it is, but I'm not going to give it. Oh. What? what? Why not? I'll save it to later in the show. I'll save it to keep, stay tuned to find out what the capital is. <laughs> That'll be a blockbuster finish Life for later. moving to the... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sunday's games start with Sydney and Hawthorne at the SCG. Now, this is the Swans are the shortest priced favourites of the round with our friends at Tab Touch, $1.08 or $1.09 or something. You can barely <laughs> Hawthorne back Hawthorne seven bucks, aren't they? You can barely back them. <laughs> um, the interesting wrinkle that doesn't get to be played out here is Buddy against his old team, obviously got suspended. Uh, and it may very well be his last chance to play against his old team that he's going to miss because these guys don't play again at any point this season. So that's a bit of a shame that we don't get to see that. Um, but yeah, this is this looms as a really, really one-sided game. Lots of talk about Hawthorne and where they're going and what they're doing and just how bad they're going to be. And then Sydney were really impressive last week. Any questions about them having a, a bit of a hangover from that grand final loss? Surely answered oh. uh, last Saturday night, weren't they? How good was Chad Warner? Yeah. And how good is that young man from <laughs> Western Australia? I love it. That's the one name I've got written down here, Chad Warner. Mate, just the Chad. <sighs> He's just the Chad now. The Chad is unbelievable. Yeah. Errol, Errol is Errol not, so, not so far behind him yep. as well. Uh, they are primed to challenge now for a premiership. They're There's really no well balanced, They're in they? the zone, the yeah. window, whatever it's called. It's 10 to 12, whatever Moldass carried on about. <laughs> they're, right, they're right there. And I tell you what, you wouldn't be backing against them. Buddy, what about someone came out and said that Buddy Franklin was cowardly, that some bloke who'd never played footy, I won't name him, <laughs> some commentator. Not that that's important, Robbo, and I know that, you know, you've probably played footy, but whatever. I'm not Play, sort play of... some PSA first. Yeah, exactly. That's about it. Exactly. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's a res- not having a go level. at anyone. Just sneaked a couple of games <laughs> in first, <laughs> mainly we, seconds. Where was that? Wesley or Trinity? At Hale, yeah. At Hale. Yep. You're a Hale boy. Yeah, Basil right. and all the boys. Yeah, Basil's old mob. Yeah, Norrish and all those guys. Yep. Yeah, but someone came out, some nufty came out and said <laughs> that he was cowardly. I mean, please, have you ever played footy? I mean, those those bumps that you do, they're not, you don't come, like Johnny Worsfold, he paid a massive price for those, those shirt fronts that he did. Mm-hmm. Most of us would pull up, normal human beings would pull up and go, you know what, I'm not going in there. And Wusha, when you could hear Wusha coming, <laughs> he was buffing. He was running as hard as he could into the contact. Most of us pull up and just assess yeah, things. Yeah. He was just going straight for whoever was there, the just opponent. Run, running towards the fire, not yeah, running yeah, away the, from the exactly fire. Exactly, the yeah. opposite number. Yeah. Or the, he, he just went going bang. And you could hear the sound. And sometimes it doesn't hurt, but mostly it hurts. And you hurt the other bloke, but you hurt yourself as well. <laughs> and Buddy, the ball was there. Okay, he's, he was taller than um, Sam, Sam Collins. Sam yep. Collins, oh, a little bit, I suppose. But there was no way it was cowardly. I couldn't believe that statement. But he must pick up the thing and go, why do you call me cowardly? Probably See how many games I've played? Probably just doesn't I've read it, I'd suggest, the bud. He wouldn't give Don't a crap. I don't think he'd spend You're too right. much time consuming media. Doesn't strike me as that kind of person. So you reckon, I reckon the Swans... Yeah, give me a number. Do it pretty easy here. 60-something? 70-something? It'll almost... Um, so the buddy's out. Sam's fine though, isn't he? There was no concussion either. That was no, the other I think thing. he's good to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there was no head. I mean, if there was head contact, it wasn't bad. Well, that's Chad Wingard's out as well. Yeah, which is not great. Yeah. 
Sammy would be going, uh, this is not too bad because we'll get great draft picks, but I don't really want to get pounded. And so it's probably S- Sydney by 10 goals. He doesn't want that, but it could be Sydney by 10 goals. Yeah, might even be more. At SCG. Yeah, I think I think that one could get really, really ugly. Uh, Essendon Gold Coast is a really intriguing prospect on the Sunday at Marvel Stadium. So Gold Coast, really disappointing Round one, I um, feel like we've seen this movie before where we're expecting a bit more from the Suns and we just don't get it. Again, it's not so much the loss, but it's the way you lose. Again, against a good team in Sydney, but didn't really fire too much of a shot, the Suns. And it comes down to can you trust them anywhere away from the Gold Coast, even though Essendon aren't expected to be much chop and beat a VFL side in Hawthorne last week or respect to quarters if he's still listening. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's tough to make a car. I think Gold Coast could do it, but if you're asking me who I'm tipping, I'm probably taking Essendon. Are you in the same boat? It's that Marvel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so top team, Essendon. They're top, top of the ladder, ladder right now, yeah. First time the- in 10 years or 12 years or whatever it is. Yeah, have you seen the stats, though? That It's a stupid stat. Oh, after round one? Yeah, the, the top team at round one has made the finals in the modern era Ninety-nine percent of the time. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's only one. There's or, one miss since '95. I think the stat yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, you'd be encouraged by that, wouldn't you? You would bombers? be. You would be. <laughs> You're not tipping them in for the eight. I'm not convinced about Essendon <laughs> at all. But they should go two and zero here. Like you give yourself a what really a good start. chance. Yeah. If you yeah. can start like that, and especially when you're a younger squad and you've got some confidence, guys. If you can start two and zero, that's half the battle, right? And then you've got 21 games to win. What nine games? So you only need nine maybe, out of twenty. Maybe ten. We're doing the stats. Extra game. We're doing the stats already on, on the bombers <laughs> Just making it down to Essendon. I saw Derek kick it. That's why I'm so excited, mate. So is his heart still? Where Where is his heart? If you have to ask Derek Kickett where his heart is, it'd have to be the bomber. I said to him, Sheeds is coming to town soon. He goes, he owes me. <laughs> Tell him to get <laughs> nodded. No, he didn't say that. So we're tipping the bombers. Um, at Marvel Stadium, Stewie Jew will be under the pump if they go 0-2 because he's probably the guy who's most likely to get his neck on the chopping block, isn't he, in terms of coaches. I hate putting pressure on coaches because I've seen people who lose their job and what the pressure is like when you uh, people talk in the public arena about you getting sacked. It's absolutely horrible. That's mm. why I was dirty on Gary Lyon for pointing the finger at That's Adam Simpson. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that, I, I, I just, it's just not right. And unless you've been in that scenario, I know it's our job, but sacking blokes, and I know I just mentioned Stuart Dew, but I'm not saying sack him. He was basically saying Simo's time was up. Simo's got three years to run. Mm-hmm. Okay, say he's on, say he's on 800 to a million, right? Say he's on. Mm-hmm. That's what he's on. <laughs> that's a payout. It's a bit more than you and I, mate. It's a payout of two to three mil because you know how they normally settle. Sure. So if they want to get rid of Simo mid-season, uh, Nizzy goes to him and says, listen, mate, how's two, how's two mil? How's two mil? Just go out and give you the two mil. So that goes into the soft cap, which pushes them over their cap, which they get penalised. They get a luxury tax on top of that. So they, that costs them more money. There's a, a formula mm-hmm. I haven't done yet for $2 million, yep. but it costs them a, a lot in terms of they'll have to throw more money in. And then they have to employ a new coach who's going to come in, unless it's Jamie Graham who'd accept three or 400000 a season or maybe five hundred. If it's Nathan Buckley or even Don Pike, they're going to ask for, you know, hang on, Simo was on one mil. Let's, I want six hundred or 700 You put that on top, it's, um, it's prohibitive, what I'm saying. The cost is prohibitive sure. 
of letting Simo go. So it's ridiculous for Gary Lyon to talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, I got diverted there, but he's but not, I, but Simo's I mean, not going anywhere this year. Yeah, but regardless, it's too early in the rebuild to know whether he's the guy for the rebuild. It, exactly. They've only just admitted. the rebuild guy, and you need to let it play the course and see if it's looking mate, like he's getting We're going to get you on more often, mate. That's <laughs> bloody exactly right. Because th- they've only just admitted that Correct. it's a rebuild. Correct. Let there, up until yesterday, when Trevor Nisbe came out, it was... Uh, it was a new era. It, if yeah. you want to call it a rebuild, you can, Barra, but it's not. It's something else. Yeah. But it is a rebuild. It There's is, no yeah. question. So, and so if he's your guy, you need to see if he yeah, can and, get it done. You and need he to give him pro- time to get it done. And he is probably the guy to do the job. Mm-hmm. And and Eagles fans, this pains me to say this because you know I played for West Coast and I've got a, you of know course. a large soft spot <laughs> for them. Mm-hmm. They they ain't make, winning the premiership. They are not. They are not winning the premiership. No. And they probably, 99%, are not going to play finals. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you just got to come to grips with it. You've got yeah. to come to grips with where it's at. It is what it is. That is the fact. They're not going to play finals probably. So it's about the seasons ahead. It's about getting games in. Bring in Hoff. Bring in Elijah Hewitt. Keep Jinby going as long as you can without mm-hmm. destroying him. Noah Long probably goes around again. Uh, chess, is, chess is there. Just get some games into him. Ease out the legends. I know it's hard to say. Someone's article today about when he got told by Nisbet when they they got the wooden spoon for the first time. And he yep. could you read that? Yep. How good is that Summer stuff? He, he called him in and they said, "Boys, if you weren't legends of the game, you'd be getting sacked today." Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that. Imagine is he saying to Wusha and Summer, "Boys, if you weren't legends." You'd be on an exit interview yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, it's extraordinary. So. You get that what that what tells you about Simo with his three year deal that he ain't mm-hmm. going anywhere because uh, they can't afford it because Niz would be dying to have that conversation too <laughs> <Gosh>. again. <laughs> well, let's move on to the Eagles now. So you're happy with Essendon against Gold Coast, or are you tipping the out- outsider here? No, definitely Essendon. Yep. Yeah, I'll also take Essendon. Um, and then West Coast GWS, which yeah is just about the toughest game of the weekend to pick. Certainly in my eyes, uh, very tough to back West Coast after. Well, it's a body of work now. It's two wins in their past 27 games and, and obviously being so disappointing against a fellow battler last week in North Melbourne. Um, but then on the flip side, they come back home and they're playing a team that got super banged up last week, mm-hmm. a really taxing game against Adelaide, like we said. And then they lose some seriously big names. Josh Kelly's not there. Harry Perryman's not there. Um, and there's question marks over a few other guys in terms of how their bodies will hold up. They've got one fewer day one less day to prepare as well so i'm probably leaning towards the giants here um, you're leaning towards the giants yeah i wow. am i think they I, I just think it's too we we're recording that if i have to flip a coin i'll probably flip a coin but it's it's pretty tricky Why right are you now towards the giants well, it's pretty tricky you right really now go, to you have really faith don't rate them. it's tough to have faith in west coast right now really with that second half with that body a bit. they did Oscar probably could, and Jack, Jack will be better second time round. Listen, I, I'm it wouldn't, surprised they it wouldn't surprise me at all, but I still look at that GW, even without Kelly. It's at Optus. And Perry, I understand that. <laughs> even without Kelly and Perryman and stuff going through there, they've still got Tom Green, Stephen Canelio, Callan Ward. They've still got some weapons through there. I'm just not sure West Coast midfield right now is anywhere near where it needs to be. Bailey Williams is really disappointing Very. that he couldn't take advantage no. of that early ruck injury. Um, and mm. then, yeah, the likes of, of Kelly and Shee just aren't playing 
anywhere near where they'd like to to have an impact. Um, I don't and, think and they were really, the worst. And Shui, no, they certainly Shui weren't. Shuey was good. Shuey was terrific. Yeah, Shuey absolutely Barris, carrying that midfield Barris right worries now. me. Um, what is he going to do? He got towelled up. Gave up six. Yeah, yeah man, he's been and that's happened before. McGovern, he had a little bit of a hiccup during training, so is he sweet? But but Kelly and Whitfield, I think you know it. If they they're both out with concussion, they're and, two. They're big and outs. The Perry man, they're really don't big pay outs. the Perry man. If the Perry man's <laughs> out as well, that's they're big outs. So you say. You're taking go West Coast, yeah? You've got it. I mean, you, you think I'm wearing my Eagles hat? No, 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 definitely not. My because, blue and gold as glasses. I say, I think this is the toughest tip of the weekend. So I've got. I wouldn't be putting my money, thanks to Tab Touch, anywhere near it. I'm uh, thinking the Eagles buy 16. You'd buy that much? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking we're back home. We're at Optus. You know, we're going to get back on the horse in terms of our home games. Mm-hmm. And a crowd will be there. It's 3:20 on a Sunday. It's not too late, even though it's going to be a school day the next day. The people will flood in. Now it feels like it feels like they'll win because after have you got the have you got their draw there? Just while I West uh, Coast, oh jeez, mate. Just while I go through this, it's, uh, it's you, not great. It is the worst. I'll bring draw it up now. But it's not now great and Ryan, it If the they don't win this, they don't win in another game to round nine. You, you, yeah, just so yeah, they've got the Derby next week. Yeah, yeah, oh. which is a concern. Yep. And then they've got Melbourne. Yep, which is a concern. <laughs> Melbourne, who are the 2021 premiers, then they got the 2022 premiers in Geelong. Yep. Then they've got and hang on, Geelong's in, in that's Adelaide. That's in Adelaide for gather round. Yeah. And then they stay in Adelaide to play Port Adelaide. Oh, that is a nightmare. Like from a player's perspective, if you go to Adelaide, it's bad enough spending a night there, let alone uh, ten days <laughs> in the city. So it's it's horrible. <laughs> and so you get pumped by Geelong. Shout right? out to all our South Australian listeners, by the way. No, it's a love. I'm, Very I mean, nice I'm, part I'm, of the world. I'm big on churches. Don't worry. I'm Barossa and Hindley Street. Yeah, and, yeah. There's that. But they, the, the players ain't getting out there. They're, so they they're locked up. They get pumped by Geelong. They're super focused, and they go, "Who are we playing? Oh, we're playing Port, Port Adelaide. Junior oh, Rally. sweet." <laughs> We're going to get smashed there. That's going to be tough. And then the two after that are Carlton and Richmond, both of whom are expected to be well in the finals mix. So that's a really tough month and a half after this weekend. So if you're West Coast, this is the best shot you're going to get on paper for a good six weeks for a win. So it's... Now, Richmond games at the MCG. So they'll come home, limp home, and try to fix up the Gold Coast in round nine. We'll see how they go. I'll be very happy to be wrong, but you'll take West Coast and I'll take the Gigantors. What's the email address? Because I reckon you should... um, I reckon people should uh, contact you if you are wrong. Yeah, please please feel free to hit us up. Okay, so it's quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Now, the quarters is Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-S and Barra. B-A-R-R-A at wanews.com and it's Chris Robinson <laughs> with I-N-S-O-N <laughs> Eagles fans and load up <laughs> that's okay it'll be quarters we'll be back in the chair next yeah. week so I won't no, have any chance in, for mate. a uh, rebuttal quarters got two weeks off but <laughs> the Eagles win goodness gracious well speaking of the fan feedback it's now time for our mailbag saddle up your camel it's time for the thirsty camel mailbag and the thirsty cow, mammal, thirsty camel <laughs> mailbag, of thirsty course, mammal, the thirsty really mammal cow bag. <laughs> thirsty camel mailbag is, of course, brought to you by our friends at Thirsty Camel Bottle Shops. Remember, you can win yourself a fifty-dollar hard voucher to spend in store or online at thirstycamel.com.au. 
Just flick us an email to the aforementioned address. Barry, do you want to get us started? Have yeah. you got a couple of fan feedback ones there? I'll bash through Michelle, who contacted us on the Quarters and Barra email address. Um, it was refreshing to see a Victorian club host a Sunday Twilight fixture, albeit against a non-Victorian side, Fremantle. The WA sides have this time slot for the next three Sundays. In 2023, has the AFL missed an obvious fixturing opportunity? by having the 10 Victorian-based AFL clubs play two Sunday twilight fixtures throughout the 24-round season. The remaining four Sunday fixtures are in could be derbies in Queensland, New South Wales, South Australia and Western Australia. So that was from Michelle. I like your feedback, Michelle, and uh, I understand where you're coming from. The computer does the uh, fixturing, <laughs> allegedly, but clearly they need to, look, they need to think about something, something about that. Thank yeah. you, Michelle. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Fixturing's always a great bugbear of mine. As I said, I don't know how Ross Lyon can't come back here and play Fremantle <laughs> and how we're still getting super overlaps of games. Uh, there's plenty to plenty to f- sort through there. Probably needs a podcast of its own, to be honest. Um, this one's from Sam of Treby, WA. Hey, fellas. Great to see the podcast still going with a new voice in Barra. A very welcome addition. Is this from you, Barra? Mm. It's just a fake address. Like Sam. Do you think the idea has been thrown around about Justin Langer... Just let me reread this. Justin Langer coaching the Eagles once once Simpson has finished there. Thanks, Interim Sam coach. Treby. Wow. Oh, I like the way he's thinking. What an ideas, man. Langer comes in. It's, a, it's a, a bit of Ted Lasso areas where it's just a coach <laughs> from a completely different code just thrown in and to see if he can. What was it? Clive Wood? Wood, Wood he, he, yeah. he swapped bloody uh, sports, thought yeah. he could do anything. Uh, I, I like the idea of having the input as some kind of mm. director of that kind of uh, overseeing kind of role. Surely couldn't actually head up. An AFL football club as a coach, right? What is that, mate? That is <laughs> that, worth. That would that be is an worth thinking about. Story. Jay, oh, well, he'd have a crack too. You go, yeah, no, I could do that. He's on the board. I'll just go in there and <laughs> see my score. <laughs> mate, it would be brilliant. It would be batting and bowling practice, eh? But men- mentally and you know psychologically, it, you'd prepare him ready for the next season because he wouldn't be wanting to win many more games, would you? If he just sacked the coach, yeah. you'd want to be getting the first pick. Interesting left field idea. We love all the left field ideas from our fans. He's an ideas man, Sammy. Good on you. It's good. This is from Matty of Cun- <laughs> AG Men. <laughs> That's great. Very good job, good. Matt. He'll <laughs> be calling me my friend soon. <laughs> I've calmed down post the Eagles' loss on Sunday. So enough Eagles bashing. Love you, boys. All the talk this week has been about the bump, and it's got me thinking. Now, call me crazy. Crazy. But has our game become too fast? A lot of new rules and game plans have been implemented to speed up the game, and could this be leading to an increase in impact injuries? Now he goes on the great man, and but he is he's on the money in terms of the game has got a bit too fast. Definitely, there's no question about that. Intentionally sped up, and there's some there's got to be some way of moderating of pumping the brakes because not only is it more dangerous in terms of concussion and all those sort of other injuries, but it stifles the sort of the essence of the game. The essence of the game is one on one. You know, like the, when the Indigenous boys played the game originally or when the game, the first inventors of the game, it wasn't about let's see how far we can run. Let's run back as far as we can and run forward as can, and then block everything up. We want open spaces. We want blokes, you know, Djakovic versus Carey. We want those one-on-one challenges. You yeah. don't have those. How bad was Ross Lyon's game plan? Because <laughs> he just had him up-tempo and just blitzing the running, going back and smothering the Dockers forwards. 
We don't like watching that footy. Okay, it's good for the Saints and it was good for Frio in the yeah, day, but it was horrible yeah. to watch, wasn't it? Shout out to all the Saints members out there who are going to have to watch that 22 oh, more yeah. times this season. Yeah, it's quite good interesting you, you talk about the pace because they've tried to increase... They've tried to... Well, they've put a cap on the level of interchanges, the number mm. of interchanges to try and get that way, but then they've introduced the sub where it's not an injury sub anymore, so there's an even fresher body going out there. So. Well, email, email us if you've got an idea of how to slow the game down, and I'll pass it on. I will to pass Gil, it on personally? to the AFL. Well, Gil's going out, so he's probably not going to be super interested, but Whoever takes line, over from Gil, Basil Zemplis maybe, we'll, we'll just, pass it on. We'll just give him, because there's got to be a way of doing it. The, the, the interchange has sped up the game, you're right. All right, I've got the final one here, and it's from Sam. Sam in Sydney. Sam from Sydney, how good is this? People listening to us on the East Coast as well. Excellent. Jeez, this is an amazing podcast, isn't it? Hi, guys. It's no secret that the MRO and the tribunal needs a big overhaul after the Pickett, Franklin and McAdam decisions over the weekend. It'd be a sim- Would it be too simple a process for three people to get together? And uh, so what he's actually saying, Sam, I guess it's a male. If it's not, I apologize. Sam, what you're saying is that instead of having an MRO and having Michael Christian just being the one bloke doing it, should they have three people sitting down and going, let's look at this, let's get varying opinions, and let's not just be one bloke, who's, mm. who's a bit of an old bloke too, by the way. Well, that's what we, that's what we had before, wasn't mm. it? It was a match review panel rather than the match review officer. Um, I think it's probably better, in fact. I reckon he's... Sam, you're on the right, you're on the right track there. It's better to have three... Uh, because they can't be influenced mm-hmm. as well. It's harder to influence them, if you know what I mean. And also, you get varying opinions too, don't you? Whereas Michael Christian, I played against Michael Christian. That's how old he is. <laughs> I think we need an upgrade. <laughs> Apologies to Chris O if he's listening. Shout out to Chris O if he's listening. He's uh, had a big week. I think we're going, he certainly has. Yeah, he's probably still trying to figure everything out. What happened? I think we're um, going to give our prize to Matt, who had a really good point about the pace of the game um, and the speed and everything. So, Matt, if you can send your full name and address to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au, we'll hit you up with your prize. Thanks to Thirsty Camel Bottle Shops. Of course, the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. We'll be back next week. I forgot to say the capital of Nicaragua. Yeah, tell us. Managua. How do you know that? Managua. How do you know yeah, that? Mate. Have you been there? Fifey told me. Did go you? to Managua, Barra. Go to Managua. <laughs> he might go there soon. <laughs> Sooner than we think. We'll have to wait and see. Barra, thanks so much for your time as always. And to Quarters. Hey, buddy. We'll give uh, a shout out. Hope you're feeling better. And Quarters will definitely be back in the chair by the time next Tuesday rolls around. Thanks so much to our listeners. And thanks also to our friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Choose Tab Touch. And remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gamble's Help on 1-800-858-858. Enjoy your weekend of footy. We'll chat to you next time. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.